everyone. I am back with another episode of Rooted in Grace podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Grant, and guess who I have with me? My co-host, Kimberly Grant. It's been so long since we've been on the episode together, but I'm going to go ahead and jump into the topic because I don't want to hold anyone long. So the topic that I'm going to discuss today is biblical femininity. Uh, Femininity is something that's becoming very popular, and to be real, I am so here for it. Um, Because if women could really understand the power there is of being a woman and appreciate and grasp who God has made them to be, it would be so impactful. So the fact that Christian influencers um, and people in the church are speaking and teaching this to younger and older women it's really amazing. It will bring so much um, positivity to the community and to these women, uh, women's lives. Now, when we hear the word femininity, some of us get eerie, and that is so under, uh, um, understandable because there are so many stereotypes like talking soft, um, being nice 24-7, wearing heels. And although that may be true for some that won't be all women, and that's okay because God didn't make us to be robots. Uh, we are all unique in our own ways. So I'm saying all that to let you know that femininity is more of an aura. It's an energy. It's based on the fruits that woman shows, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And if you read Galatians 5 verse 22, um, it gives you the fruits of the Spirit to look for when you're dealing with anyone, woman or man. And that is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So when a woman of God carries that she has the Holy Spirit in her that's guiding her, um, she should show those fruits. And a woman showing that um, those fruits of the Spirit, that's what gives makes her feminine. Now, how she looks or how she proceeds to be... That's more of a feminine look or feminine impression. And let me tell you, there's nothing wrong with that because, for one, I am a huge girly girl. Like, I'm always going to make sure I look good. If I step out, going to the store or whatever, I'm going to look nice. Um, But don't get too caught up on the looks because someone can be um, very, that looks very girly or comes off like that. But if you really get to know them, there they don't really um exhibit those uh, fruits of the spirit so um do not get caught up in that and i'm gonna use this scripture to back uh to support that so proverbs um chapter 31 verse verse 30 sorry but a woman i'm sorry charm is deceptive and beauty does not last but a woman who fears the lord will be greatly praised so they're saying, yes, beauty won't always laugh. And you just being very charming and getting people into, you know, you can just um, maybe seduce people really good. Who knows? That All of that stuff is not going to last. But a woman who carries God in her heart, she is um, a God-fearing woman. That woman will be praised forever. So, again, do not caught up um, with the looks of femininity, okay? So when you have the Holy Spirit and you're being led by him, you're going to move different. You want to think different. And when you fear God, that just affects your whole personality, in my opinion. So when you intentionally seek God, he renews your heart. So don't expect you don't expect yourself to be perfect. Um, but you will expect yourself to um, be renewed. And of course, it's going to change how you carry yourself. So when it comes to be a biblical feminine woman, like we see a lot of people speak on that. But you don't ever want to get anything from the world's point of view. You always want to stay rooted in Christ with everything. So, Proverbs 31, it speaks of the character of a noble wife. 
Um, it speaks of that feminine woman that's of God. And it's a great blueprint. No, but no lie, when I read it, it gets discouraging because I'm like, dang, she was so perfect. But then you think about it, what woman is truly perfect? No woman is perfect, okay? So these traits I'm going to read off, it is a blueprint, but don't expect to don't expect to get it right 24-7, but keep that word hidden in your heart so you can use it for times you need guidance or when you out of alignment. So I'm going to go ahead and read Proverbs 31 Woman and... My mom is going to help me break down these traits and virtues that a um, biblical feminine woman should have because why not? Well, she's such a great example I grew up seeing. So we're gonna uh, I'm gonna read I'm gonna read Proverbs 31 and it starts at verse 10. I'm gonna go ahead and read that and then we'll get into the characteristics of a biblical feminine woman and I hope that leads you on how to carry yourself as a woman of God. All right, so who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She is like a merchant ship, bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plans the day's work with her serving girls. She goes to inspect the field and buys it with her earnings. She plants a vineyard. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamps burn into the night. Her hands are busy spreading thread, her fingers twisting fiber. She extends a helping hand to the poor and open her arms to the needy. She has no fear of winter, for her household for everyone has warm clothes. She makes her own bedspreads. She dressed in fine linen and purple gowns. Her husband is well known at the city gates where he sits with the other civic leaders. She made belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. She is clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. So, Mom, when you hear that, what do you think? Because that's, that really sounds like the epitome of who you should be as a woman of God. Okay, you're going to laugh at me, and you're young, so you may not understand this in context, but in the 80s, there was a commercial for, um, I can't remember what the commercial was for. It was either a bath product or some perfume or something. Anjali, I believe, and it said this woman came in this business suit, and she said she can bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan, and never let her forget who's the man. And that's kind of what you think about in a Proverbs 31 woman because she is, you ever heard of some, I'm every woman, she's, she's every, every woman. woman. Yeah. Um, one, uh, she does look good. I know you were talking earlier about don't get caught up so much with the outside and what have you, but her clothes is silk and purple. Mm -hmm. And in most cases, purple represents royalty. Mm -hmm. So she looks good, she looks royal. Um, she's kind, 
She helps others. She takes care of home. Her children are well, and her children respect her because they see what she brings. Um, she's also a boss, but she's humble. She It says she's kind, but she looked over the field and she purchased it. And then when she got it, she wasn't lazy because then she took her own money and went out and planted the garden. Mm. So... She she she's that woman. And so it's it's as if she has confidence. She does not mind working hard. I know sometimes you'll say I'm a workaholic, but she worked hard. When everyone else was asleep, she got up and she worked. And when she got up to go work, she was working to provide for her family. She went and she did she made business deals. She traded with the people, with the merchants. Mm-hmm. Uh she bought food from afar for her family. So they didn't just eat anything. She gave her family the best. She worked hard to make sure her family had. And then her, she, you know she took care of her husband because her family said um, this because it was snow. Her family didn't fear the snow. It was cold outside, but guess what? She knew they were going to be warm because she had already gone to work. And as she was doing that, it didn't talk a whole bunch about what the husband was doing. But if she was handling all of the needs of the family as it related to what she can contribute it also made it easy to build a partnership so her husband could do what he had to do to contribute so it wasn't just one-sided so it was a partnership so when she finished all of that she still came home her husband respected her he honored her Mm -hmm. and the beginning says she's worth more than her price in rubies in the message translation it says more than diamonds so her worth is acknowledged also by her husband and her children. So, yeah, you can look at it in different ways, but I don't look at a Proverbs 31 woman being always someone who's meek and quiet. I look at it as someone who gets out and makes it happen. I think of my, like, you know, generations. I think of my grandmothers. Mm-hmm. Both of them worked. Both of them were up before dawn getting things done, and they did two totally different things. One stay home, one worked at a college. One was a homemaker, one worked at a college. But what they did, their families honored them. They were respected, and not even just by their families, but by others in the community. They both looked out for other people. One of my grandmothers, it was nothing she would not do to take care of the poor. In Proverbs 31, I can't quite go back and find what it is right this second, but she went out and she... She gave to the needy. She gave to the needy. So she took care of her house. She took care of her husband. She took care of her children. She was honored by God. She was acknowledged by God. And she went and helped people who were less fortunate than her. Like that That's every woman. So, yeah. And guess what? She still walked out with silk that was purple. Looking fine. So it. she was still looking good as she went out to make things happen for all those around her and that's why she was revered. She was a godly woman. She was a good wife. She was a good mother. She was a good um, uh, citizen helping others who were less less fortunate and she made business deals and she purchased what she wanted. She was a, biz- she was a business owner. She bought it and then she made it uh, profitable for her family. Yeah. Yeah, she, she was a boss. And I, I like that she said, well, for one, when I had said, I, I'm sad, I said, like, don't get too caught up in looks because some people think just looking good is just the end result when, you know, you got to have more, you got to have substance because looks, beauty doesn't yeah. last forever. So right. um, that's why that woman is so respected because she has substance. She's 
she's more than just a pretty face um but yes don't get confused i like to look good too so i definitely believe in looking good and feeling even better but one thing that i like that you said you said just because you're not meek and quiet and i don't know if you look at those like femininity channels and everything but it's like they describing just like a certain even though i'm a i would consider myself meek and quiet but just because i'm that doesn't mean because a woman who's not meek and quiet she's not considered feminine either and just because you're not meek and quiet doesn't mean you have to be loud and boisterous. That's right. not that's not really godly either. Because you gotta be gentle, right? Yeah, you want to be. It, it's not even gentle. You need to be kind. Yeah. You mm -hmm. be kind to others, and sometimes when you're loud, people say I'm outspoken. I say when I want. You know what's the new term? I'm keeping it 100. Well, sometimes keeping it 100 is not kind to others right. because you're so anxious or intentional on keeping it 100 and making things seem so authentic and real that you don't realize that when your words come from your mouth you end up hurting people right. that are around you unintentionally mm -hmm. so when you when you're speaking words that are kind sometimes that means i need to hold on be quiet for a second think through my words before they come out of my mouth and then say them and sometimes you'll find yourself in a situation where you just can't say anything because you know if you open your mouth and say something that it is going to be inappropriate, it may be offensive, and it just may not represent God. Yeah. Yeah, but well, she was really, because um, my misconception of being like that feminine woman, I guess, um, in, in Christ, of course, just to see that the Proverbs 31, that she was a boss. She was a hard worker. She just didn't hide behind her husband's name or anything. She was, she basically had her own identity. And I can't, and that's very encouraging, especially for people who like, who just thinks like their life ends at being a wife and a mother. And like, even before you're a wife and a mother, you're still, you know, you're still benefiting your family, whether you're married or not, just having those type of traits. So I think that's very, um, I think that's very inspirational. So here are like the 15 characteristics of, of a proverb study with a woman. And I am getting this from, I'm trying to see her name. Well, I leave her name. Okay, her name is Samana Wise. So I'm gonna read the 15 traits. That's my mom to help me break it down. But the first trait of a, our, yeah, first trait of a, a proverb study with a woman is she has high moral standards. And they use Proverbs 31 verse 10. Who can find a virtuous wife? Her worth is far above rubies. So I said this woman has a, she is a virtuous woman, meaning that she had, she was a woman who had high moral standards. She was righteous, she was good, and she was pure. What do you think about that? That's self-sufficient. Yeah. Um, it's a woman who is godly. Yeah. She's led by godly principles. Um, if you're pure, you're honest, you're true. Um, high moral standards. She follows the word of God. Yeah. She let that dictate her life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what about people who are not? Well, I'm gonna get to that towards the end because I feel like Tandy's such a perfect woman. I um, you know, I don't hit the spot all the time, 24 seven. So we'll talk about that at the end though. Um, it says a Proverbs 30 woman is trustworthy, and I can, I want to speak more on this because I saw this in you. Mm -hmm. um, with the dad or whatever. So it says a Proverbs uh, 31 woman is trustworthy. Her heart of her husband safely trusts her. So he will leave no lack of gain. And I feel like dad, I can tell that dad trusts you a lot when it comes to everything. Like he know, um, you know, if he has to leave, God forbid. 
he know that he has someone who's going to continue his legacy. He has someone that um, can take care of the household or just handle any type of business. Like, he just have, like, a... he just You can tell he's trusting you a lot. Like, and it goes beyond you just being his wife and the mother of his kids as well. Well, that, that's in any relationship, trust. Yeah. If there's no trust, there's no relationship. And so, if any man or woman has to worry about the other person doing something that's inappropriate whether it's financially whether it's even with your heart that really oh i i don't know it's no way to really explain it it's just trust um i he for example if you have a if you're the woman in a relationship and you're you think you're a proverbial woman your husband wouldn't have to worry about you messing up the money because that pretty much would equate, equate to stealing. It pretty much would equate to you um, stashing money. and that, that equates to lying. So are those godly principles? No. Yeah. When you're really a godly woman, that's in the that's in the top ten. That's in the Ten Commandments. You don't steal. You you know you don't do things like that. So you don't have to really you have to really worry about that because when you when you are untrustworthy, you're basically killing the relationship. And it also talks about in Proverbs 31 that this man is not only um, looked up to by the other men that are around him. They look up to him and he's he's honored because of who this woman is he's with. So yo, if you're a proverbial woman, you're gonna bring honor not just to yourself, but to your husband, to your children, to your community. Yeah. So yeah, you can't do that if you're scheming people out of their money, if you're lying, if you're cheating with another man and committing adultery, you can't do that because that does not bring honor to anyone, including yourself. Well, we're not going to do number three because uh, number three basically stated that a Proverbs 31 woman manages money well. Did you not see her? Yeah. Go out and look at the land and say, I, I, I'm going to buy this yeah. and then plant my own garden. Do you not see that she has enough money to go out and give to the poor? Mm-hmm. She's a philanthropist. She had to invest the mindset too. Right. So she, listen, she's going out to the merchants. She's buying stuff. She's getting the material to go make her kids clothes and coverings and stuff to keep them warm in the snow if 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 she wasn't a good uh, manager of her money of their money then the kids would be cold they'd be nervous when the snow fell because they didn't know if it was gonna have heat basically in current terms the lights turned off the gas are turned off the kids don't have clothes for school it's that kind of thing but they do you know why they got it because she gets up and she goes to work and she hustles hard right it didn't say anything about her going to college it didn't say anything about her, exactly. about her having a uh, being a CEO. It didn't say anything. But guess what? You know she's a business owner. You know she has money because she's out buying things. You can't just go buy the land you just happen to look over and get and have nothing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she can't help but do that. Yeah, and that's something that I'm um, learning. Even uh, you know I'm young still, and um, I'm still learning how to. Um, to manage my money well because I know one day you know if it's in God's will that one day you know I'll have to have that responsibility of being someone's wife and mother so I want to make sure that um I get my stuff together too you know because you have to be a proverb 31 just because you're not a wife or mother um it's how you deal just with the because because mm-hmm. she still looked after her community too exactly yep uh, number four a proverb 31 woman looks after her household you do a so you job. take care of home first, right? Yes. 
So you know, even though she went out, she <laughs> bought the land. Like <laughs> she planted. She planted the food. She gave to the needy. Mm-hmm. She did all of this stuff, but her home was not lacking. Her children um, looked up to her. Her husband looked at her and smiled, and he he listened. Her husband went out in the community, and they was like, "Yep, that's that man that's married to that fine proverbial woman, mm-hmm. just taking care of home <laughs> over there." She had all of that because she was taking care of home. Yep. If, if you take care of home, you got, if you out taking care of everything else but your house, you can be What's the point? this person who has the best business, right. who has the best job. I used to say all the time, oh my God, I could be the best teacher in the world. But if my kids are not together, then what kind of person am I? If my household is out of order, how can I help somebody else with their life? So exactly. yeah, it starts at home. Yep. And I see that a lot of like women that's um very that's you know that's very busy I'll say they, they um career driven, um but the one the the women that I know that are of God and they they serve as mentors and they um that's the inspiration to me especially you as an, you as an example even though you're very good in your career um you always make sure your home was taken care of like you was gonna do your job but your home was always taken care of and I think that's like that's a good example to see to see that okay I can be this. Boston woman, I can be all of these things, but my priority is to make sure my husband, my kids are always taken care of, or just my household if you're not married. So I, I love that about you um, as I was growing up seeing all of those things. All right, a Proverbs 31 woman is strong. Um, she's a strong woman, whether she was physically strong, we don't know, but we do know that she was definitely spiritual, spiritual and mentally strong, and that's because she received her strength from God, and I love that, because I know I'm not perfect, I know my weakness and everything, but the fact that I have God with me, um, there's a lot of strength in it. Yeah, I, I agree, I agree, there's not really much to say there either, yeah. I agree, that um, just by the things that she did, and then she went out, got up, went out made things happen and then still came back home and took care of home that it says she was covered in um i'm sorry strength and honor were her clothing so she's covered in strength and honor so uh and then you know if you are among people and she was not afraid to speak because when she opened her mouth she spoke with wisdom Mm -hmm. yeah that takes strength too because sometimes it's not always easy to speak especially when you're in front of others especially when she's out making you know business deals and buying things sometimes people everybody's not built to just go out and speak you know the truth but she's speaking with wisdom so people hear what she speaks so even if the strength is not physical the strength is still mental um spiritual so she still exhibits strength yep that's a good one uh, number six, a Proverbs 31 woman recognizes the value she, she brings. Um, basically about knowing your words. Like, like you know the type of woman you are. And you know the type of asset you will be to anyone's company, anyone's organization, um, your husband. Like, you just know the value you bring. Um, yeah, so what do you got to say about that one? Mm. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> you just know your worth. When you um when you have an intimate relationship with God, um, yes, you still have your flaws, you may have those insecurities, but you when you really see yourself the way God sees you and you let him renew your spirit um your spirit, renew your heart and let him lead you and guide you, 
um, that brings a whole nother value to you and you know how worthy you are because you know the God that's working behind you. So kind of like that um, Mary Mary son, God in me. Like you see, everything you see, the blessings you see around me doesn't come from like how strong or how smart I was. It, it, was, it comes from the God I serve and how much he loves me. So yeah. yeah. And just about the fact that she works hard. Oh, wait, number seven, Proverbs 31 oh, oh, woman works oh. hard. Go ahead and explain. <laughs> She just she's she works hard. She's not just sometimes people do enough to get it done. Mm-hmm. She continued and she worked hard, both in her home and her community and out abroad. Yeah. So she she worked continuously, and we can't always take a shortcut to get the things we want. We have to go out and just and get it done. There and pretty much it takes tenacity. I'm gonna keep working until I get this done. Even when you're working. To the, uh, for the Lord, when you're working for your job, mm-hmm. you're working uh, in your house to make sure your house is always good. Regardless of what it is you're working to, you, you just can't quit. And that work et- work ethic goes a long way. And you don't just typically have work ethic. I'm going to go home or I'm going to go to work today. I'm going to work really hard for my company. I'm going to work really hard for my organization. I'm going to work really hard for the people I serve. But then you get home and you do nothing. Uh, uh-uh. Now, for example, your dad does majority of the cooking. That wasn't always the case, but when he took it on, I let him have it. So he does most of the cooking, right? Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> when it comes to keeping some keeping things orderly and clean, yeah, yeah, he, I can't take stuff in chaos. This is our house, yeah. and it needs to be respectful. When people come, they're gonna see, and it's not just for people; it's for us because we live here, and I care about what it looks like just for us yeah uh, i want us to be good and then if i go out in front of somebody when he if i gotta go out and make a deal or go and buy something or go and invest i can do that as well and so can he but he can also be proud that he knows that if he's not doing it i'm still carrying it on so it's not something that you just you know you get up at nine and then you take a nap at 10 30 and then you go until 11 and then you got to stop and cross your legs and even watch a tv show and then you go nah you just you you hustle and you get it done and guess what when you get it done you get it done with class you got time to stop at a decent time you got a chance to enjoy your family enjoy the fruits of your labor but yeah you just it's just not um you you just do a little bit over here a little bit over there then that's it you work hard you What's the new term? Hustle hard. You hustle hard. You grind. 24-7. I mean, I don't want to hustle 24-7. I think, I think we When have, I say 24-7, I, I don't mean you mean. work all day and night. I'm about to but, say, because one thing about me, I'm going to rest. I'm not going to overwork myself. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> you also cannot sleep until yeah. noon and expect to have the same thing as somebody mm-hmm. who gets up early to make it happen. And it's just your priorities are in order. Right, yeah. right. That's true. And if you, to me, if you're God-fearing, you're going to make sure you work hard. Even if, even if you're working jobs that you probably don't like, the fact that um, there are definitely jobs I had that I did not like. Um, but I always made sure I worked hard and showed good work ethic. Um, because, you know, because I have the word hidden in my heart, Ephesians 6, 7 says, work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. So even though, okay, I really don't like this job. Oh my gosh, I don't want to be here. However, because I fear the Lord, I'm going to make sure I do my job at, if I if I have a job, I'm going to make sure I do it the best way that I know how to um, do that. Because 
One, you never know who's watching. Right. Two, that says a lot about you. Okay, the fact that you were small, that you were obedient and faithful with the things that you didn't even like. I know I can trust you with things that are bigger and things that you will even love. So I heard someone I worked with before say every day is an opportunity and every opportunity is an interview. Yeah, and that's true. you are out when you're just doing. You may be doing the most menial job ever. But when someone sees you and they see the work in you, I think about my grandfather. He started off on the railroad, um, on the tracks, yeah, land tracks. Then he started off um, the, on doing the luggage, I think, at the, you know, being spoken to disrespectfully, uh, racism, you name it. But he continued to work hard. He continued to study his job and hone it on his craft. And before you knew it, he was an engineer on the railroad. I won't say before you knew it, it took some time, but he did um, increase to that. And I I retired, he retired in 1998, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably just getting close to his salary uh, now. Oh, wow. So, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Somebody saw something in him. He didn't complain. People, yep. we said, see, people would sit around, they complain, they talk bad, they be disrespectful, they would talk down. Complain. So guess what he did? Yep. He worked regardless how cold, how hot, or whatever it was. He worked as if he worked unto the Lord. Yep. And he was rewarded. So. Yep. Um, we explained this a lot. Um, a Proverbs 31, woman has a heart for others. Um, you know, you have empathy for people. You're not selfish, and you don't always make it about you. You want to add anything to that? Yeah. Everything is not about you. Basically. And, so, and when you, you know, it's always a blessing to be able to bless someone else. Of so course, when yeah. you have and you hold it, my grandfather told me one time to close my hand. And he said, with your hand closed, you can't give me anything. But I also can't give you anything. If you can't bless others, you're blocking your blessings. So you can tell that she was immensely blessed. And she turned around and she blessed others to make sure that others who were less fortunate had um, were were taken care of. So that's our duty as Christians. When you see others, that you also bless them. And I think that's why sometimes even just to do a good deed. But and I just I used to do stuff like I met Starbucks or I don't know Starbucks. But if I was taking you guys sometimes before school and you wanted something from a fast food place. I would just tell a lady, just pay for a car or two behind me. I'm not saying that's what you have to do because you can also provide acts of service to people. You can fix food for for the homeless. Mm-hmm. You can donate clothes, take clothes and blankets to people on the street. You can make uh, donations to different or different um, groups, um, prom dresses to girls in, in, in high school. Um, my friend Tasha will go and do the elderly hair at the nursing home to make them feel better. She'll do makeovers for all of the, for a certain amount of students at, at select high schools. Um, just things of that nature. Anything you can do when you're out and you have a skill or you are blessed to do something or make a certain amount of money, why not bless someone else? Right. That's so true. All right, number nine, a Proverbs 31 woman prepares for the future. When it was cold outside, <laughs> was her family cold? Nope. Uh-uh. Yep. So every day, everything that she did, she also, of all of those things, she made sure that if something happened down the road, her family didn't have to be afraid. 
because so, they sorry had to cut you off but I'm, I'm gonna use an example when we were younger um you know you was good with you always was a budgeting queen <laughs> so you was always getting a good sales and always in the summer that's when you start buying us nice leather jackets um the coats and everything and then when winter came along we was always repaired so that was a good example of just okay I know winter's gonna come. I know the prices are gonna be up, so I'm gonna make sure they're good before you know anything happens. So, so basically, you're yeah. saying my couponing habits have paid basically, off. Basically, <laughs> basically, I'm not there yet to get to the coupons, but <laughs> so yeah. you, that means you should start going couponing with yeah. me now, right? I need to. I need right. to. Right. I don't. I'll believe that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, number ten. A Proverbs 31 woman presents herself well. And this is so true because I remember growing up, you always told me um, you only have one name. And your name can be mentioned in rooms that you don't even know. That's well, not that you don't even, well, yeah, that you don't even know, already, that you never even stepped a foot in. And so, with that being said, I always watched how I carried myself. Not saying I wasn't perfect, I mean, I was perfect because I'm not, but. I always made sure my reputation, my image was integral. Always, I was cautious on how I was carrying myself. Always been like that. <laughs> I can't even repeat what my mom told me some years ago, but it was so curt and to the point. Um, and some of this for me was a, was was a life lesson. Mm -hmm. So you know, you're young. I always tell everybody going to college at 17 was not the best idea. Um, sk skipping a grade is not the best idea. Starting your child in school when you know their birthday is late in the year and you find a way to squeeze them in there is not a great idea. Academically, I was great for college. Ready. Socially, emotionally, mentally, I was not ready for college. So with that being said, there were some decisions I probably made that were probably not the best for me. Yeah. So what I do remember my mom saying is regardless what happens, it's the way you carry yourself. Yep. You're going to make some mistakes along. Because I would call my mom probably just bear all. Let me just tell you what just happened. She'd be like, oh, my Lord, I can't believe this girl. She would tell me later, I can't believe this girl is telling me this stuff. But I would tell her because I needed that guidance. And she would say, it's all about how you carry yourself. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to do some things that are wrong and are really out there. But how do you carry yourself? What people, how you carry yourself, what you look like, how you speak, how you do this, how you do that, that's what people are going to see. Mm -hmm. And so just make sure you carry yourself in the light of God. Yeah. And I see that she, um, they said she always presented herself well. She didn't walk around town in raggy old clothes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you made sure when you saw that, and I think I get that from growing me too. Like, you know, she'll just, when she goes to the store, she'll at least make sure, you know, everything is just neatly presented <laughs> so that's the same that's the same for me like every time I walk out the house I always like to look good I don't know when I look good I feel good so I come from a, I come from a family though I'm about women. to say yes y'all y'all the fashionistas like, I come from a family of those women fashionistas so, yeah yeah I'm not you can say your daddy say oh my god you have to do all that just to go to, yes. to the Dollar General? Yes. Uh, yeah. To me, you never know who you're going to meet. And two, people just treat you it's differently. It's not even about them. It's about me for me. Uh, that That's too. what I feel like that I should look like. But people do treat you differently if you... Based mm. on how you come off, that just that just comes with it. But well, of course, you're doing it It's more than just dressing. It's yeah, speaking. Speak, I'm not yeah. out cursing and, yeah. you know, using profane language and... 
speaking and doing I don't just go in the store and say you know use, use ugly words or be rude and nasty yeah. to people you watch your speech and you're kind of you, so it's the way you carry yourself I'm it's, not yep. you know just walking around knocking stuff off the shelf you just mm. oh number 11 I know you can speak on this one a Proverbs 31 woman rightly influences her man now, how does this woman influence her men, like the head of the household? How does she just, you know, as a woman, you just said you had that big influence. Even though I want to answer that because I see it on dad and everything. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to say it. Oh, well, sorry to brag on you. But um, I, was blessed brag to, on I was blessed to have a great example of women in my family who were great examples of Proverbs 31 um, women. They wasn't perfect, but they were righteous in God's eyes. And me, me, and my mom's child, I respected her because of how she carried herself and how she handled her household. But, um, I know we was younger. It was, if we used to go to church, some people would have thought my mom was like a single mom probably. Because <laughs> dad didn't go to church with us for a long time. But, I mean, he didn't. But, over a while when I went, when I think when I came back from college, or maybe it was my senior year of high school, I don't know. But I know my mom is a praying woman. She made sure she was obedient to God. And that because you was obedient to God all the time, I feel like that really blessed your house up a lot. All of a sudden, I came back from school, from college. I don't know if it was my senior year in, senior year in high school or when I came back from college. Whatever. All I know was, all of a sudden, my dad was getting up to go to church. He was waking us up to go to church. And it wasn't no 11, um, the 11 o'clock service. It was an early morning service. Every Sunday, my dad was waking everyone up. So he went from not going to church with us at all. But after a while, he ended up going to church with us to make sure that was a priority for his household. And I feel like you influenced him because of that. It had to be your prayers that changed him because um, of that. And of course, God probably worked on him individually as well too, of course. Yeah, and it was before your senior year of high school. It was before then. Okay, okay. However... He wasn't going, but you're just like just like myself. Your dad was brought up in a home going to church. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was brought up to have a relationship with God. He was also covered by the prayers of his mother, his grandmothers, mm-hmm. his uh, grandfather, his aunts and uncles. So he has praying people around him as well. Just like I had, I'm covered by the prayers still. The prayers that people have prayed over me for uh, generations. So it was continuing to be faithful to God that I'm going to continue to go and to not just go to church but I'm going to continue to serve the Lord I'm going to continue to pray I'm going to continue to study the word I'm going to continue to try to live a certain life and not just be out here living any kind of way and hopefully that my husband uh who and I stray sometimes mm-hmm. he may stray sometimes but I always say when your faith is weak you have to have someone around you whose faith is strong so that they can influence you to continue to live for the Lord. So I just think that's what we are to each other. It's just a balance. Oh, yeah. So that, that might be the influence. But, hey, listen, he knows whatever he has going on. Uh, and we, we joke about it even with our friends. I said, listen, don't mess with my man. Don't mess with my kids. Don't mess with my money. I will take my earrings off. So he already knows don't mess with him because I'm going to go hard in the paint for my family. Uh, that's my sports reference. I'm going to uh, do whatever I can to make sure that my husband is well. And if I'm doing well, if I'm making sure that things are good, it makes him look good. Right. Nobody wants to be the, the man that's married to a woman that's trifling, not doing anything, 
And I don't mean the woman that, that that's a homemaker. My grandmother, one of my grandmothers was a homemaker. And when I say she worked harder than any woman, I know she did. Mm-hmm. However, she the work that she did, the things that she did for her family, the way her children appeared, the way she made sure my grandfather was cared for, the way his, when he just got home and everything was just laid out and ready and they could just go. And to me, they were an old school country power couple, honey. The way they could do certain things together, that made him look even better among the people he was around they would say oh he had that claw got a good woman oh that Yvonne is a good woman and so that made claw look good because Yvonne look good right okay uh, number 12 a Proverbs 31 woman operates in her gifts and talents she works with her hands honey mm-hmm. so what that's, that goes back to whatever your skill is, whatever your talent is, whatever your job is, that you do it to the best of your ability because those gifts are those same gifts that are going to allow you to uh, bless to, to uh, bless someone else. Mm-hmm. Because God put it in you for a reason, so He wants to get the glory. Mm-hmm. We put those gifts and talents um, in operation. Uh, number thirteen. This is a really good one. Proverbs thirty-one woman controls her tongue. Ooh, that is a really good one. Especially if you got a mouth on you, that's a really good one. Cause sometimes the older you, the more the older I get, the more I realize the significance of silence. Like sometimes it's just best to hold your tongue. Well, I won't reveal my age to everybody, but you know how old I am, and sometimes it is still <laughs> difficult it is. to control my mouth because I. I I try to control it, but I try to speak with kindness in every situation. Yeah. But I laughed with somebody the other day um, because someone said something that was a little out of character, and I was simply replied, "Don't let the smooth taste fool you." <laughs> so um, it is hard, but that is just being a proverbial woman. We don't have to say things that are rude, or that are uh, insulting that are hurtful we don't have to and honestly when you are living for the lord even when you do uh, i heard tdj said even if you are a deacon a a, a, a christian rather and you go to the club you're gonna be there so she's dancing like a little deacon deaconess she's dancing like a little deacon because you can't take off what god has put on you he will continue when the great things he started he'll continue those to the day of jesus christ so when I look at um, controlling the tongue, you get out of, even though you're not perfect. So sometimes we all get out of character. I'm just going to sum it up. Sometimes we all get out of character. And sometimes I know I will as well. But in those moments, I'm so convicted because I don't want to treat anybody horrible. I don't want to hurt anybody. I want to do good by other people because I want them to do good by me. And, um, the reason that you need to control your tongue, especially being a person, a woman, and even a man of God, um, you know the power of words. Ooh. Like, if you, like, even speaking, like, you know the old saying, if you don't have nothing nice to say, then don't say it at all. Um, because even though they say words don't hurt, words can actually hurt. It can have a really lasting effect on people. So, um, you got to really learn how, if it's not nice, kind, you're not telling someone that's something that's wise. Then it's best to keep it to yourself because words have too much power. You can speak life and death over a situation or over a person. So, especially when, when it comes to people, especially your household, you don't want to be that person that's speaking negative or just anything I never, that's not uplifting to anyone. Of course, you should have that type of thing with everybody, but especially inside your household. I never understood you couldn't, when I was much younger, I didn't understand you, you know, you can't take words back. 
Yeah, but I can. get it because if you say something and it's hurtful to me, I will forgive you. But those words will linger yeah, in always, my mind yeah, forever. Yeah, that's so true. Um, so yeah, other than that, just guard your mouth. If you got nothing nice to say, just don't say it at all. Um, a Proverbs 31 woman properly manages her time. She's not idle. She's not yeah. just sitting around twiddling her thumbs. She's making things happen. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have moments of relaxation, moments of enjoyment, good vacations. That's still time that you spend with your family. But to just sit around and be an idol, like, okay, I know this has to be done. But instead of doing it, I just waste time and do nothing. I'm probably being convicted right now because I feel like I was not as productive as I should have been this week. And it's Thursday already, tomorrow. Um, so, yeah. I mean, but you not just sitting around not doing nothing, though. I'm not. I just have to stay focused. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the last one, this is the most important one. Um, a proverb, a Proverbs 31 woman has a strong relationship with God. Um, and that's, to me, that's the whole purpose of being a woman of God. Of you being, are you um, embodying that biblical femininity? Um, your most important relationship is God. See God first, his righteousness and all, all these things will be added unto you. So before you even make decisions, before you go to your go to work every single day, the business endeavors you want to do, the way you speak to people, just every little thing you do, you always seek God first. And you have a strong relationship with God because God is a personal God. So that's why I said uh, a feminine woman just don't look like one person. It has, you know, everyone has different personalities, came up differently. But if you have that relationship with God then and that Holy Spirit inside of you, it really makes a huge difference. A huge difference because one, you'll feel convicted. One, he will, he will renew your heart and your spirit. And then it's going to ultimately uh, change how you carry yourself and conduct yourself with yourself and with other people. So I think it's very important if you want to become that biblical feminine woman, um, having a relationship with God is a first and most important thing you should do at all times. Only what you do for Christ will last. Yeah. So those are all of the, um, I think it's our longest podcast, Mom. But this is um, basically just, uh, we just spoke about just being a biblical feminine woman. And Proverbs 31 is a wonderful blueprint. It's, again, we're not expecting to be perfect. However, um, it is a great, um, it's a great blueprint to just guide you when you feel It's an stuck. example. Yeah. And guess what? Just like when you ride, you learn to ride a bike, sometimes you're going to fall, skin your knee up, but you got to get back on that bike and keep riding. Sometimes you're going to do some some things that are not uh, quite proverbial. But guess what right. you can do? You can brush yourself off, repent. pray, ask God for forgiveness, repent of your sins, and you go and you, you try your best to do it again. Stay focused. Keep living for the Lord. And you'll find yourself in a situation where you won't do certain things because you know that is just not godly. You'll find yourself not being able to say anything because the Holy Spirit will say, honey, be quiet and let somebody else fight that battle. And you'll be it'll be confirmed by somebody who will just say, uh-uh, girl, don't say anything. And you will know that's the moment you shouldn't say a word. Mm-hmm. So also, you'll also know, hey, when someone gives you a good... Uh, uh, confirm that you're doing a great job at something when someone acknowledges that you're doing something so it, it, it just just get up try it again nobody's gonna be perfect i'm still trying to live up and be live up to my mom and my grandmother's standards 
Um, but guess what? I'm going to keep trying every day, but I'm going to continue to try and live unto God because that's, that's the only thing, again, that's going to last. So we will see you guys. I don't want to keep everyone long. Um, however, this was a really good topic to talk about. And also, I, I spoke more on this in the, um, not about more of historical context about, you know, embracing your femininity by, and uh, I incorporated the Willie Lynch letter inside that blog. So if you want to learn more about that, then of course you can check my blog out, prissyintellect.blog. Um, and you can just read more about that and just, you know, get into the word and let God renew your heart. And that you will become that biblical feminine woman. Um, if you have God in you, then yes, you are that. You're that girl. So um, I will see everyone with the next podcast. Have a blessed day.